Welcome, friends, to the Soul Talk podcast, a show where we explore and uncover the path to the heart, amplifying your conscience. Join me as we meet incredible souls who are in this journey and learn from their experience and different methods that will make you vibrate your heart. Let's get into it. And today we have Vikash she she does Dasani. Shiv Dasani, yeah. Sorry. <laughs> no good. And uh and uh, as the second time we have him and he it is a very, very interesting and it's the second time we have him here and uh and we're gonna go a little bit more profound and know his teachings and his knowledge because he have a lot to say and to teach all of us. And Vikash, well, let me tell you a little bit who is Vikash. He's a speaker, a spiritual coach, and best-selling author of the book uh, Rolling With It, Lessons Learned uh, learned While I Was Sitting Down, and we're going to be talking about his book. Rolling With It, a uh, depiction of the Vikash raw, uh, is a raw humor personal spiritual journey that started with a, uh, with an accident that left him paraplegic uh, at 22 years old. His uh, catalysis event is, oops, sorry, my dyslexia is acting up today, Um, with an accident that left him in paraplegic one, two, three years ago. I told you my dyslexia. Uh, Sparkle Seeking's journey on understanding a relationship between his thoughts and emotions and the reality uh, we are creating because of it. It is better that you actually explain a little bit more about your book than my dyslexia. <laughs> yeah, you're fine. Um, my book, I have it over here. It's called Rolling With It, Lessons Learned While Sitting Down. And it's about my journey um, that started with an accident 15 years ago when I was 22 years old. I fell off of a third floor apartment balcony after a night of partying. And that landed me as a paraplegic, a wheelchair user at 22 years old. And that was the, the catalyst to my spiritual awakening because it caused me to ask a lot of questions on, you know, what is reality? Why do things happen? And I was met with a lot of teachers where I started really learning the relationship between the thoughts and emotions that we have. And the rela- the reality that we're living because of it. And so I just kind of went on a journey to understand energy and emotion um, and and how I can learn this and how I can teach this to people. And so now this is how I live today and and I and I coach others and, and teach others how to live like this as well. Some of the teachers that you mentioned the last time uh, that I interviewed you, it was uh, Dr. Joe Dispenza, correct? Yes, Dr. Joe Dispenza, Wayne Dyer, um, Anita Marjani. Uh, these are all like best-selling authors who, um, who you know, are, are pretty popular. And Dr. Joe Dispenza specifically um, is a scientist that hosts meditation retreats. And he gets really deep into understanding how our brain works, how our emotion works, how energy works, and how we can change it. You know, I think we get caught up in, like, staying the same or being a certain way, and we think that we're just like that for the rest of our lives. But there's a lot of things that we can change, and it's hard to change when you don't really know the energetics of everything. 
And so that's, that's, uh, that's where I've really come into now. If I'm not wrong, he also passed almost something, well, it was, I believe, in his bike, um, accident. Yeah, he had a, he had an injury. He was riding a bike. He was in a triathlon and in the bicycle portion, he got run over by a truck and like the, the police that was directing traffic made a mistake. And so that happened and he went into, He went to the hospital and they told him that he had to do all these surgeries and he was a chiropractor and he had an understanding of the body and he had this belief, he had this thought that just kept coming to him, like the power that made the body heals the body. And so he decided not to do any of the surgeries that they recommended and he went home in a full body cast. He had broken his spine, he had broken multiple things. He went home in a full body cast and every day, just with his mind, he would um, like restructure his spine with his mind, restructure his body with his mind. And in nine weeks, he was healed. And in 11 weeks, he was back at work as a chiropractor. Yeah, I, I, I have heard his story and it's amazing what he he had done. And many of us, we have gone to a deep, deep process in healing ourselves because I believe most of the people that we show as light workers, whatever you want to call it, healers, first we learn to heal ourselves like you did. And that was the first main, main thing, main goal that we had in that time because we're all in trauma. Even the people that tell you we're not in trauma, we're never, our life is being wonderful. There is trauma, there are things that they have to heal themselves. Right. And uh, so everybody's is have some issues that they have to work on. And uh, I, I do remember when I, I had lupus, and uh, according to the doctors, you can't heal yourself from lupus, and I did. Mm. And uh, so, but your story is also very, very uh, significant because you were very young, 22 years old. And that was a bet. It was very, very traumatic. Can you tell us a little bit more of it? I know it's in your book. And yeah, for sure. The whole story in his book. But we're just going to get a just glimpse. <laughs> it's in his book. <laughs> yeah, it was hard. I was, I was in my last year of college. You know, I was about to graduate from college and um, this accident happened and it just changed everything. Because one, now I have to come to terms with that I'm not able to walk and I'm paralyzed and And then I'm not, you know, I had to learn how to do essentially everything again. And then, you know, can I get a job at that point? Like, I had so many, I, I didn't even know, I didn't think I could live like this. And so, and so, yeah, it was, I went through many periods of, of depression and anger, you know, and, and um, it took me years, actually, to come out of that. Um Because I, I, all I could think about was, was walking again, getting back to the life that I used to have. And I couldn't accept the life that I was living. And so it was this constant battle that I would deal with with myself because it was, it, this is not the life I wanted to live, you know? How do you came to terms to not having the depression and accepting the life that you have or the new life? Let's put it like that. Yeah, I spent like three, three years traveling around the world to do all sorts of alternative treatments and all sorts of things. And, you know, nothing worked. And 
Um, I have, I have, I've had gurus in my life. I've had spiritual gurus from India. Um, since I was a kid, I've been lucky to have these people, um, in my life. And I went to India in 2009 to visit one of them. And she, and, you know, we were talking, she specifically actually called me to come and she's actually like my dad's cousin. She's, she's a, she's got thousands of followers, but growing up, I always kind of saw her as like my aunt. And so at this point, she called me to come. And when I went over there, uh, it was her birthday and I saw like all of her followers. There was all these people that were around all the time. And I was blown away. And so I was sitting there and like all these people were like are waiting to, you know, even just have a glimpse of her because there's so many of them. And I'm lucky to really just hang out with her if I wanted to. And so there was a moment where I spoke to her and I said, you know, like, I don't want to I don't want to live like this. I've tried everything and nothing has worked and I don't know what to do. You know, please guide me. And she said the most simplest sentence to me that, you know, that, that changed everything. And she just said, if this is your life right now, how are you going to live it? And that wasn't even a thought in my head. There was no thought around like, if this is my life, how, how would I want to do this? It was just like, no, I'm not living that life. So when she told me that those were, then I started thinking first I had like relief, right? Cause it's like, Oh, like, it kind of opened up possibility that, okay, if I am just okay with the situation, like, how do I want to move forward? And then I started, it started make, making me think, oh, okay, I want to go back to school. Okay, I want to play wheelchair basketball and I wanted to do all these things. And, and then slowly but surely, I ended up doing everything. So it was really that conversation with her that got me in that direction to, to start accepting my life. That is very, very interesting because I believe that's that resistance that we all have for accepting certain situations in our lives and that's the new norm. Uh, I, I remember a lot when the pandemic started and it was chaos. It was uh, the beginning. We all were afraid worldwide. We didn't know anything. We were hearing contradictory things. And someone told me, like, this is the new normal. Right. And it was at that resistance at the beginning, and that's what it make it more harder, more scary at the same time, because we don't knew it was going to be the new normal or not. Life has changed since then, and for the same applies for you and applies for all of us, in uh, many other ways, not only in the pandemic. I'm talking in every single way, after divorce, after the death of someone, after losing something or changing our lives. And that becomes the new normal. But accepting it, it is very, very profound because that's when we can start moving on, like you, you mentioned. Right. Um, the, are you familiar with Neil Donald Walsh? Uh, it sounds familiar. He wrote the book Conversations with God, but there's a quote by him that... Um, always kind of like i mean and i'm gonna i'm not saying it exact but you know if you could be happy happy right now like we have the ability to be happy right now and not in the future not now but really being able to see life as it is right now because 
if you're if life is as you know we kind of especially in the spiritual crowd crowd we get into the space of like things that are meant to be right and if if we can accept our life as is if we can even the covid situation or whatever seeing it as for what it is and living from there that's where happiness comes because it was meant to happen because that's what your life is you know or that's what the that's what the situation has come to and so only from that point when we can accept that moment this reality can't only from that place can we have thoughts that go to the direction we want to go to if we're resisting the situation right now we're just going to be stuck in in wanting things to be different and you can't move forward when you're in that state that is true but how do you manage the depression because that's where right now is uh that's the pandemic the depression <laughs> well when it comes to like depression and anxiety and all that stuff then we can t you know get into emotions because emotions are physical energy mm -hmm. and you know we none of us are, are processing our emotions fully or are not releasing our emotions fully so what happens is they get stored in us they get stored in the body they build up And that's actually driving a lot of those thought processes to be depressed. And if we're not, and a lot of these emotions like COVID and stuff that are happening, it's triggering like emotions that you already have. And so we spend a lot of time um, focusing on the external world, thinking when somebody says something or a certain situation is happening, that that's the problem, right? We blame the external world as the problem for why we feel a certain way. And the switch here is to see everything outside of you as a reflection. And so if so, if COVID is causing you fear, if somebody is pissing you off or whatever it is, instead of blaming the situation or the person, coming back to you and just kind of sitting with that emotion, because the thing is we're, when we're blaming, we're avoiding feeling the emotion. And we got to come back and go into that emotion and allow ourselves to sit in it and feel it, feel that pain, feel that, you know, feel, cry, you know, whatever that release is that needs to come out of you. That what needs, that's what needs to happen to, um, to end the depression because the depression is just an accumulation of emotions that's been suppressed. And so, so no matter what it is. And so if it's COVID or whatever it is that's causing you to feel a certain way, you know, it would literally, you know, we want to come back. And it's not easy to feel the emotions. I understand that. A lot of times I'll talk about that and people are like, I don't want to go feel my pain. I don't want to do that. And that's fine if you don't want to do that. But then that's what's driving the depression and anxiety, right? And so when you actually sit and release those feelings, you know, there's there's so much like freedom, lightness, liberation, and happiness comes out of that, um, you know, so. I do agree. I, I, what I, I almost, what I say basically to my clients is like, you have to honor those emotions. You can hide them because or else they're going to be flourishing and flourishing and they're not going to let you go. That doesn't mean that the problem is going to go, but at least you're going to be fine with it. You're going right. to accept the situation that you're in. That doesn't mean that you can change anything external, only the internal. You only can change yourself. You can change others. It's right. something else. You're guilty in someone else. Obviously, you can't change them. They're going to be however they are. 
Correct. And um, what else do you teach in your book? I would like to, like, how to deal with the depression, anxiety, and accept the situation, and what else? Yeah, I think the first step is, you know, being okay with what is, right? Acceptance, that's, what it, that's my definition of acceptance. Being okay with what is, starting from there, right? And something that, you know, really helped me, and I started applying in a lot of different situations, is what if, what if every moment is perfect, exactly as it's happening, right? We tend to judge everything as good or bad or like right or wrong or whatever it is that these situations come up in our lives. But what if we were able to just, you know, and it's, it's kind of an extension of acceptance, right? Because you accept everything that is. And then now you're like, okay, but it, and it's, it is perfect. There's actually nothing wrong with anything that's happening. It's, this is your life experience. And, you know, when you can get, when you, and it takes practice, right? Because you got to realize that we, ha we have a subconscious mind. And so we're programmed, like we're 90 to 95% subconscious. And so a lot of our thoughts, the majority of our thoughts are just like habits, habitual thoughts that you've thought over and over again in different ways. And so they come up, they come up that way. So it takes a practice building habits to build like new thoughts, but Yeah, the first thing was, you know, acceptance and then getting into a place of just seeing every moment as perfect as it's happening. And if you're able to see every moment as perfect, then challenges that come in your way are also perfect, be it health conditions, be it, you know, the worst conditions you can think of that somebody might have to experience, but still seeing that as perfect for you, because that's, that's, that's going to, if you can see that as happening for you, right? happening for you, not to you. It's another way of saying every moment is perfect. But if everything is literally happening for you and you get into that mentality, then you start seeing all the challenges, all the obstacles, all, all the things as you, as for you to just, you're just meant to overcome them. Right. And, and this is what really opens up that inward journey because, you know, even it takes courage. It takes all these things to come up, but all of us want to live a flourishing life, a very, you know, an amazing life. And that only happens when we're going against uh, the challenges and obstacles that are being presented with us, you know? Mm -hmm. And so I think really getting into, into those kind of spaces, but I, I, I want to add that, that we're having experiences every single day and every single experience creates an emotion. And so mm -hmm. if, If you're not, and so like there's things that we can do, you know, we talk about feeling the feelings, but you can also meditate. There's breath work. You can write your feel, you can journal. There's so many things that you can do to really bring these emotions and process them, feel them. And so I think, you know, if you talk about, um, being free from depression, the number one thing is to get into that process of releasing emotions because every day we're processed, we're, we're, we're feeling emotions. You know, and it took me a long time to figure that out because if you go through the book, there's just multiple health issues and multiple things that I went through. And it, and it's these situations, these struggles that I went through that I allowed myself to, this is when I was really, I was more aware of emotional energy and how we suppress them. So these situations caused me to get into the feeling and get into writing and just letting all the emotions and stuff that come up just allow myself to go through it. And it's outside of that, 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 you know, you're, you're going to be 
less depressed or, you know, not even depressed. The more you release things, the more, you know, you tap into joy because that's your core underneath old stuff is your, is love, freedom, joy. And, and that's what we want to tap into. And it's just about getting into the habit of doing these things to help release it. I have a comment from uh, one of our viewers says, do you believe that it is possible? Is Catherine uh, Solaris from Australia. Do you believe that it is possible to be beyond your emotion and mental maze in our inner universe? Repeat that one more time, sorry. Yes. Do you believe that it is possible to be beyond your emotions and mental maze of our inner universe? I don't understand it. I'm sorry, Catherine. Can uh, can you? Yeah, can you, can you make that a little more clear? I'm not. Yeah. I'm not totally sure what you're asking. Yes. <laughs> I wanted to ask you, well, I have, I'm a true believer of past lives and contracts and so forth, that before, even before we come to, to this plane. Right. And I believe that planet Earth, it is a school for all of us to advance and everything that's uh, come to us, let's put it like that, it is just a lesson that we have to observe what we learn from that lesson. And some lessons are very, very hard that we put ourselves And because we have the power to do that, and uh, and some lessons are very very hard to understand, but we when the moment we start observing that that lesson uh, that we're passing through whatever it is, it doesn't matter what how hard or how soft it is, we learn what we we have to learn from that. It is easy to overcome also that uh that situation we're in okay she uh this is you're talking about attachments to your emotions and mental beliefs do you believe that there is a, a state beyond the mind a state beyond how do you spell that uh beyond is b-e-y-o-n-d beyond oh beyond your mind yeah um is there a state that's beyond your mind Right? That's the question? Yeah. Um, yeah, I think absolutely. Um, you know, we have our mind. We have our energy field. We, we, we're in this world of thoughts and emotions. And things I've heard recently from, you know, actually scientists and other, you know, thought, thought leaders and stuff, that the, that the thoughts actually don't live in the brain. They don't like live, you know, like the thoughts are actually like out. They're like in the field and we're tuning into certain frequencies and, and getting those thoughts. Then we make the thoughts our own and, and then you have your emotions and all that stuff. And so we want to liberate those emotions, right? Those, those trapped energies. And the more we liberate it, the more we're opening up our energy And our energy is connected to everyone else's energy and kind of like the whole um, universe. So on that aspect, the more and more we're opening these emotions up and we're able to tap into like these higher frequencies, then I feel like we're going beyond, we're going beyond the mind. And I mean, the mind can be argued. There's, you know, what is the mind? You know, like, is the mind my brain? Is it like, all? is it like, you know, how I process things. Is it, is it in my body? Is it out? There's a lot of those interesting questions when it comes to the mind, but I would just say that, um, 
you know, going beyond ourselves, going beyond our experiences, we definitely can. The more we release release our stories, release our triggers, release our emotions, then we tap into this higher uh, divine uh, frequency. And it's yeah, the collective, right? The collective, exactly. We are connecting to the collective, and that's why the monkey effect it works. Right. At the same time as a few people are thinking the same thought, other people around the world are thinking the same thought, or it can be your neighbor, or it can be in another city or another state or another country. And that's why when someone get it, other ones get it at the same time. Or right. understand it. That's, that, yeah, and, and there is always, if we want to call it, beyond the mind, because we're all connected at the same time and we're all one. I believe so, right? I believe so. <laughs> yeah, totally. <laughs> so yes, we're we think we we are having an original thought and I always as an artist I always say I'm not inventing the I'm not doing a, an original original painting because everything is already being invented. Everything is already being created. You thought about it, someone else did. Somewhere. Right. Or we're not inventing a new blue. There, there's a new blue that came out that it was, oh, we just invent a new blue. At this point, when we're talking in 2021, it, I believe it came out in 2019, the new blue. But that new blue, the, the later on, they find out that the Egyptians have it. Mm-hmm. So it was, it was already there. We thought about it. It was already in the collective that we just connecting there. Right. Even if it's a color, like blue. <laughs> right. Absolutely. I totally agree with that. Okay. And uh, I wanted to ask you, uh, because it's been coming up in a lot of, um, with a lot of my clients and so forth, about the not feeling enough. Hmm. And uh, this is a recurrent thing, and I don't know if it's with the energies right now, with the planet and things like that, but how do you deal, or how do you teach Uh, someone that do not feel enough yeah i would say we're never enough (laughs) in the sense that like you know we come across what we things we want to do in our lives and you know things we want to create in our lives and all that stuff and we come from the place of of you know not feeling enough it's a very common thing and the thing is by ourselves in our own, in our own, just on our own as the person that we are, we're never going to feel a hundred percent enough in all the things that we're trying to go to. It's this understanding that there's more than you. There's, there's forces at play, right? Whether it's you collaborating with people or, you know, we have angels and guardians and spiritual teams that, you know, play into that. So I think it's really about like tapping into like a greater sense of yourself, not just you like, or me, Vic and, and, and just the person that I am. And I'm trying to do these things in the world, or this is the life I want. If I'm coming from that perspective, I'm always going to come from some level of not enoughness. And, you know, and so I think it's really important to tap into more than you. You know, that there's, there's, there's a destiny that you're, that's unfolding. There's a, you know, you have a sacred contract, like you said. And, you know, there's, there's spiritual teams. There's, there's synchronicities. There's, you know, maybe you haven't met the, the, 
the right time, the right moment, the right place for things to happen. And so, um, but at the same time, they're not feeling enough. It makes you not accepting the good things for you because you don't think you deserve it. Right. And in that sense, you know, that, that comes down to like emotions. Like I think there's, we really have to understand that we've inherited a lot of thought processes too. Right. And so we, um, a lot of, you know, a lot of the not enough feels not feeling good enough. Like all this stuff, like, like has been going on for generations. Yeah. Right. And so it comes back to me, it comes back to emotional release. And a lot of times, you know, if you're familiar with like the chakra system, right. Um, I teach my clients to, to become really aware of their body, especially when they're triggered and when they have an emotion or they feel not enough. And, you know, just by breathing in and out through your mouth, it just, by doing that, it helps you kind of have more of an awareness in the body and just spending the time to kind of like locate. You'll always feel a certain tightness or a contraction in your body. And I would say it's along the chakra systems, meaning usually like your lower stomach or your diaphragm or your chest or your throat or your back. And so a lot of times we can locate where these energies are and, and, you know, breathe through them and release them. And so like, if, if the not enoughness is like, it's, it's a very general feeling of not feeling enough and, you know, you can't accept like the good things. You just don't feel good. Well, there's probably some emotion, some belief in your past where you experienced that, whether it was your parents telling you you weren't good enough or whatever it was. And you maybe got even got evidence of that throughout your life because it's a belief system that you have. And so as you go along your life and you're being said that you hold on to that belief and now you're trying to find a way out of that belief to feel enough. But you have this built up of emotion that says differently. And so I would bring it back to, you know, really and whether it's journaling or, you know, like I said, you, know, you can locate the energies, breathe through them or, or, allow yourself to feel it, but there's stuff there that needs to be looked at so that you can release it so that you can get into a more place of enough. Something that I have, uh, I've been uh, studying uh, tremendously about narcissism. I've been mm -hmm. going very, very profound and uh, a lot of that belief comes from a narcissist uh, parent. It can be the dad or mom. And obviously, I'm not. Uh, uh, narcissists produce narcissist kids. For sure. And uh, so on, so on, and, and we live, unfortunately, in these times, since are very narcissists, where the empathy it is uh, forgotten and the lack of compassion it is uh, flourishing a lot in the, in the society. Thank God it's not where, it's not all of us. But there, there's the also where it's coming, they're not feeling enough. So you're always going to be trying to overcompensate, overwork, overdo, over, uh, because you want to feel, uh, accepted by, by the original pain, pain point. It can be your parents. Mm -hmm. It can be that. And, uh, and that is also the, where you have to find the release in there. But, Yes, I, I've been deep diving in, in that area about the narcissism. And it's, it's yeah. very, very profound and it have affected all of us. How, um, but it is when someone tell me, Oh, you're a narcissist. It is impossible to change. No, it is. It is possible to change if they want to. 
Yeah, you got to be willing. Because, okay. you know, when you, yeah, and narcissism is just another example of somebody that's, you know, you've learned to be a certain way. It's subconscious patterns and you, you know, we develop this personality, no matter what it is, whether it's narcissism or if you're like a loving person or whatever it is, but we develop this, this, this personality and there's aspects of that that can always be changed. And, you know, this is, this is, there's a science called epigenetics where, mm-hmm. where, really relative to the thoughts and emotions, you know, um, where scientists for a long time were saying that, that we only use like, I think like 2% or a few percent of our, of our genetics. And until they, they started studying when people release the emotions and like change and, you know, tune into new thought patterns and new habits and new beliefs, the genetics change. And now you're accessing other genes that are, having a different effect on your body, a different effect on your life. And so, and so, you know, absolutely, you know, we, we all have the ability to change and it, and it's not easy because you're coming up against yourself and your resistance and you've been a certain way for however many years. And so the change that, you know, takes time, but you know, it, it really is just about being willing and wanting to. And, and there's so many resources and so many things you can do to do that. Yes, if someone wants to change, they will find a way, and if they don't, they will. They don't even see the way. <laughs> Let's put it like right. that. I have seen that you're been doing a. a right now, you're starting with a, a bunch of meditations a day, Monday through Thursday, or something. I'm doing like Monday through Thursday, yeah, like like at eight p.m. your time, six p.m. Pacific. Um, yeah, and I I feel like the reason why I'm doing it is because I'm just trying to give people an opportunity to to meditate the number one thing i hear from like you know especially like past clients and friends and all this stuff like they they get out of it they get out of the meditation routine and you know when that happens you go back to your life and you're coming back to the same patterns and then now you're you're upset again or you're you know you're feeling anxious or whatever it is and so i just wanted to create a space where um, people could come four days a week, you know, the meditations are like 15 minutes and, and really allows you to get into a certain state and release the energy that you had that day. You're doing that transcendental meditations, correct? I call them mystical meditations. Yeah. <laughs> What is the difference between the uh, transcendental mystical meditations or the Buddhist meditations or there are many types of meditations. Even washing the dishes can be a meditation. But... Right. What is the difference uh, from the ones you're doing? Um, I use specific techniques that of like that I've from like a like a bunch of different like places really that I kind of put together. One of them is a Buddhist technique. It's called open focus, and it's this idea when you close your eyes and you're sensing space in like every direction, just using your awareness to expand. And you know, it's a it's a it's a really big part of the meditation because. Um, it really, it really allows you to, to expand your energy, to expand your aura. And so a lot, what a lot of times that happens, you know, I only do these meditations for 15 minutes and I've kind of put a, a couple of different things in there. Like we ground, we connect to the earth, we connect to the universe to receive and, and we go through a process of really expanding our energy. And a lot of people have been having some really, you know, profound experiences, whether it's, 
you know, they, they, they expand so much, they feel out of body, you know, or, or, you know, I've had recently, I had somebody have a past life memory come through or, you know, they'll, or sometimes they just get like downloads and direction and clarity for their lives. So it's, it's, I just find the techniques I use really powerful because it allows you to tap into a, a higher frequency rather quickly. You know, 15 minutes is not a long time, but for 15 minutes for somebody to have such a profound experience, I think says a lot. That is very cool. And what techniques you're using, Dr. Joe Dispenza? There's thousands of, of ways. Yeah, I mean, I, I borrowed some stuff from Dr. Joe. I borrowed some stuff from some breath work that I learned with um, this community called Korea Lightning. Um, they work a lot in like uh, connecting with uh, intuition and let you know letting go of your ego. And there's just a lot of little things in there. And then like I use the heart breath from Heart Math Institute. Um, they focus on like breathing through the heart. It really regulates your nervous system. And so there's a, and so I kind of like throw in all these things in a certain framework, um, in my meditations that, 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 you know, seems to be working. So <laughs> I, I, I feel like it was just kind of a download. I, you know, I just, I've been now guiding people in meditations for like less than two years. And in the beginning, I didn't know what I was doing. I just kind of went into it. Um, and so this has been kind of a process of, uh, experimenting with different techniques and putting it in different orders, um, till I, you know, really felt the, the right framework to, to help people get a really profound meditation in 15 minutes. Yeah, those are, they're very quick. Uh, they're quick, but they're, they can be very effective. Uh, uh, and yeah, we all know how to breathe, but we don't know how to do it consciously, the majority. Mm -hmm. You do it consciously, that's when you can get into different states and it can really change your life. Right. The conscious breathing. And I don't want to ask you if you want to do a meditation for us because you're going to be doing it in 30 minutes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, 25 minutes. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So I'm not going to ask you for that. But um, there is an advice that you will give someone uh, beside of buying his book, guys. Mm -hmm. uh, what what advice would you like to give to to the people? I would just say that you know you're always a work in progress, and to not get you know stuck in a in a in a destination. You know we have successes and failures in life, and you know whether you're on the spiritual journey or just you're creating a business or whatever it is you're doing. You know there's 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 a constant evolution. And I think that it's easy to get caught up in, in feeling like you made it and you're there. And, you know, you hear so many stories when people made it and they lose everything or whatever it is. And so I, I, you know, but especially on the spiritual journey, you know, there's always, there's always, you know, there's always stuff to release. There's always new things to encounter. It's like this never ending, you know, journey. You might feel like you understand a lot and you're able to manifest and you're able to do a lot of stuff. But, but there's always another level. And so the ego really likes to get into a space where it's like, all right, you got it. You know everything. You're cool. You're this. And, you know, when you really allow yourself to stay more in a humbled position of, of just knowing that, that no matter what, no matter what heights you've reached or no matter what you've experienced, like there's always more. And to always see that you're, you're a work in progress always. 
Yes, there's layers and layers. I, I call it like peeling the onion. Oh, yeah. One layer on top and there's something underneath. And uh, one day we will get to the heart. And probably the heart, they have another connections that we still have to work on in the onion. We right. don't know. We don't know yet because no one has got there that far yet. Right. But that doesn't mean that we wouldn't, we won't get there. How, now talking about your book, uh, do your book, it feels different after you wrote it, after you publish it, or it feels the same way? You know, when I, while I was writing it, You know, I relived a lot of my experiences, a lot of my, my hard times. And, you know, I think it was, it was like a good release for me and a, and kind of a catharsis to, to relive that and to experience that. I wrote that whole thing. And then, you know, I'm, my book is very vulnerable. It's very raw. It's very real. It's, I really tell you all the, ins and outs of what it means to be a person that's paraplegic and the challenges that a person like me goes through and my very specific thought processes on how I came out of my, my challenges and how I choose to think differently and how it, you know, how it happened in my life. And, and so when I, when it published the book, it was just like, Oh, it's out there. But immediately I started freaking out. I was just like, Oh no, what did I do? Like, Everybody knows me now. Everybody knows everything, you know, and uh, I was so vulnerable in it. What do I do? I call it a vulnerability hangover. And, mm -hmm. and so I was kind of in that space. And so initially I kind of freaked out a little bit, but in the coming weeks, there's a lot of people who got a lot from my book and learned, you know, like kind of like that, that they have emotional baggage to release and how to see their life differently. And so it's, it's been kind of a blessing to, to to see that and how my story has affected a lot of people and then on top of it i um i've been like really free from those stories those stories that i didn't want people to know those stories that kind of that when i when i freaked out and was like scared about how people would judge me now none of those own me none of them none of them even matter you know because i've revealed it and that's That's given me like kind of an ultimate freedom. Yeah, I remember when I started taking classes regarding the uh, writing my content and things like that for for my for my business that is uh, coaching. One of the uh, several teachers told me you need to write down from the pain points. You're going to be attracting the people that are passing exactly the same thing that you're you have passed in the past. Right. <coughs> and you have to get vulnerable. And you have to talk about that pain point that you had, that that was the hardest part that you overcome. And at the beginning, it was like, oh, my God, I'm going to put it in social media. I'm going to be talking about myself so openly. But then at the beginning, it was tough. And, of course, calls from my family, like, what are you doing? What are you running this? And so forth. But then I thought, this is not for them. It's, it's not actually, it's not for the people that know me that is, that it is for them. It is for the people that I can help. The right. people that are passing through the same emotions and the same things that I, that I can pass is for them. It is not for the people that already feel ashamed and trying to, to feel embarrassed, like my family or whatever. 
you know, or ex-partners. It's like, well, mm-hmm. I'm sorry, you came out in the content. <laughs> That's how I learn. Right. To grow. And uh, and it is important for a healer to, to be open and talk about those pains because that's how we grow and be vulnerable because or else we hide in uh, all the time that we are love and light like the like the spiritual community that that is not true we go through our emotions and it is important that people know us they have the image that a healer or a coach they're always happy they're always fine but we're not we we go through right. our emotions and we're peeling the onion like everybody else. Right. Yeah, absolutely. You know, like we're we're living it, <laughs> and so, um, like I said, there's no destination. And when you're a coach or a healer and you're holding space for people, you're almost doing the work even more. So, absolutely, <laughs> you know, we we're all doing it, and you know, it's it's just because you're a healer or a coach or something, it doesn't mean that you don't have stuff to deal with because. Because you do. <laughs> and, yeah. We have a comment from Catherine. says, thank you, Vic. Your courage is, is uh, your chemistry. You stand tall with your spirit. Mm, thank you. Thank you. I appreciate that. It's It's been it's been a long journey. And, okay. um, and a lot of work to get here. And, I, and, you know, I just I just encourage everyone that, like, you know, if you see me, that I'm standing tall or that I... I'm holding a certain courage or energy that you can do it too. And that it really is just that I went into my work. I went into my pain. I allowed myself to go there. And um, that's really what it's about at the end of the day. She also mentions uh, to know to be the great light. It is to know the, uh, it is to note and be the great darkness, both together in the cup creates the wine of life mm. yes we Beautiful. have to make we have we have to become to embrace our darkness our because that's what is going to make us grow and learn unfortunately no one learns from our successes we all learn from actually from our, our failures yeah yeah always yes we're always failing forward you know it's there's a lesson, there's a gem, there's always something to, to take from all of our experiences. Yes. We just got to look for it. Yes. And uh, do you still in contact with your aunt that is uh, a Saguru over there in India? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, in India. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, she's, uh, you know, she's there when I need her and she's, she's a bright light and um yeah she's she's definitely a very impactful person in this world in this planet that is good that is good let us know when she's she's over here in in the united states Mm, yeah i I don't she's it's been a long time i think so i don't know she's old now so we'll see yeah i know i i i had a friend i had a, a friend that he was also a Chairman, um, and mm-hmm. I know what it, it is. But well, do you have something else? Would you like to add? Because I don't want to take your time with you. Because I know you have a meditation that I'm going to be joining you soon. Yeah, yeah, come join me. And whoever wants to join, you can register at uh, my website. It's beherightnow.com/slash mystical. 
don't know if you can write that in the comments or something, yes. but but be here right now dot com slash mystical. Sign up there and you'll get you'll get an email with the Zoom link. Join me on Zoom and, and yeah, come through for a, for for an experience. It is be here right now. What else? dot com slash mystical. M y s t i c a l. Yeah, and if you want to get my book, it's on Amazon. Again, it's called Rolling With It, Lessons Learned While Sitting Down. Yes, I recommend you his story because it's actually, it can change your life. Like, you can see he have changed his. <laughs> right. <laughs> right, and, you know, a lot of people, uh, I get a lot of messages of a lot of people that have learned a lot from my journey. So, you know, if you feel called, you know, experience it and i can guarantee you there's been it's been really interesting the the feedback i've gotten from the book is that everyone can't put it down they start the book and this is like a 300 page book but like they start the book and they literally like can't stop reading it so it's uh it's one of those page turners that's really gonna like bring you in so check it out and i'm sure you'll learn a lot especially from you know my journey and all the teachers that, that i've experienced thank you so much big i really appreciate it And Catherine, thank you for being here. For everybody that's going to see it later on here in Facebook or in YouTube later on. And I wanted to announce the next week we have Catherine. She's going to be at 7, uh, 7 p.m. Uh, Catherine, uh, she's from Australia. She's a Reiki master and a teacher. And also, I wanted to announce that I have right now five spaces open for coaching. And two spaces for couple therapy too. And if you want more information, it's in the description box. And thank you for all your donations also that you have done for uh, Soul Talk. I really appreciate your, your help. Thank you so much. Thank you for joining me today. I would love to share with you my transformational system, Path to the Heart, that I created just for you. Head over to monicaramireswarrioflove.com and you will find free resources. In there, you can download a masterclass in how to stop being people pleaser and meditations to get you started.